0: You're listening to Cosplay Bites, the podcast that takes a closer look at the world of cosplay, conventions, and all the nerdy bits and bites. Brought to you by the Lightning Palace and proudly sponsored by Anchor. Join me as I discuss a variety of topics and conventions alongside the joy of bringing your favorite characters to life. All right, we're going to get this started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cosplay Bites, the show about cosplay conventions and all the things that content creators go through when creating crazy, awesome outfits and going to conventions when they were still a thing. Um, This time around, I am very happy to have the lovely Maru as my guest today. Hello. How are you doing?
1: I'm good, thank you.
0: Good, good. You sleep okay?
1: Yeah, I did. I, good. I have to go to bed like the adult I am, so I have to be up <laughs> at like, I'm generally like up at 7, 7.30 because I work from home and I can't be a degenerate, so <laughs> I have to wake up early.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm more of a morning person myself, even though my IRL job is usually had me coming home really late at night, so...
1: Uh, that sucks you want to yeah. be a morning person but the job says no. <laughs>
0: no yeah no that's why i'm actively trying to find something else but um before we get all up into your business and all your awesome stuff uh just quick little uh admins top of the show stuff um yeah uh just a uh, shout out to my uh current patrons over on my patreon which is free to view but if you do pledge any amount um i'll send you stickers and a nice little thank you note but uh my current patrons i have uh kendall nicole marie jean noah mink the satyr Katyuska moonfox oh my sophie coralia jade and Shaylin. And then over on my blog, Lightning Palace, um, I'm not going to say the repeated stuff I did in, in the last episode, but um, I just got through like my PAX Online 2020 coverage. So I did an impressions post on the game When the Past Was Around by the makers of uh, Coffee Talk, which I really, really love. And I've also got features on uh, Starner Cosplay Supergirl, a showcase on Christy Che's um, Paya from Breath of the Wild, and an upcoming post on uh, Callisto Cosplay's really cool-looking Nightwing gender bend. And it's certainly been a little bit difficult uh, in finding new people to share because uh, pandemic's got everyone stuck at home. There's no conventions going on, so people are like i don't really have a need to create or build stuff that is unless you're like maru who um and we're actually going to touch on it a little bit um because you just actually just recently was able to make the jump to become a full-time content creator so to speak but um yeah so you're based in canada that's right and as far as how i found you i'm just gonna say it was through another canadian cosplayer sharing your work um maybe it was Severia cosplay
1: probably most likely but
0: uh yeah so just uh tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of like your like i guess like nerdy background or um how you got into cosplay and stuff like that
1: well i'm an old lady I'm 32 years old, so um, I actually started cosplaying much later in my life, like 20, I think I was like 25 when I went to my first, 24, 25 when I went to my first convention, and before I was ever a cosplayer, I was a digital artist, so I've been around like, um, sort of the anime art, fan art, uh, sure. that sort of scene. Like I had a DeviantArt account in like the the early to mid 2000s and I draw like fan art and like anime and stuff like that. So I've always been a wee little weeb. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I think I always sort of knew what cosplay was even before I like moved to the city and never had any opportunities to do any conventions because I remember on DeviantArt seeing like Adola. She's like, a, let's see, she's like, Vietnamese or like Taiwanese and she's like one of the original original cosplayers and Yaya Han and you mentioned Katasuya Moon Fox I remember seeing her on DeviantArt as well oh, yeah. and uh, knowing what it was but never having the opportunity to do it and now that I moved to a city and there was an anime convention and I was like I'm about cosplay <laughs> yeah <laughs> I haven't stoned since eighth grade and that was like, more than <laughs> ten years ago at the time so if you can imagine that, that like yeah, it, it, I just like went because for the hell of it, um, I'm always, I've, all, like I said, I've always been into stuff like that. So it's, it wasn't quite of a jump. Um, and I really enjoy building and making things. Like I was a painter when I was really young and then in like what I was 16, 17, and that was like 2007 or no, no, that was 2002 or 2004. Four or five. I picked up like my, my first Wacom tablet and did digital art for like almost ten years, and then since I've started cosplaying and that's really taken off, and I've been able to sort of monetize my hobby. I I just don't paint anymore. Like I will do my Twitch emotes and like little stuff like that, but I don't fully do what I used to do. Um, although, like, once I retire from cosplay, that's sort of my, like, my, like, career pivot. Yeah, you're, <laughs> to go back you're, into painting.
0: your quote unquote backup plan when you're all... It's not
1: the- a backup plan, it's a pivot. Well, <laughs> it's a okay,
0: all right. <laughs> um, okay, so you mentioned that um, mainly into anime...
1: Uh, well, so, well, I like anime is like an art style. I've, I've I have, I like three animes. I'm not a big anime fan. <laughs> I, I think anime is like, j- like this is going to be kind of mean, but I think anime is like most TV, most of it's BS and like not worth your time. But like some TV is very worth your time and I like some anime right. is very worth your time.
0: Right. Yeah, I like video
1: games and fantasy novels. <laughs>
0: video, okay, so that's your main outlet of cosplay, your main sort of outlet where you cosplay from because I've noticed... And we're gonna get into that in a second, that um you do a fantastic job in cosplaying a lot of all the waifus from Final Fantasy, and yeah. um yeah, so I guess was that always your favorite franchise growing mm-hmm. up or
1: you know, it kinda like it like growing up, I think my favorite franchise was The Legend of Zelda. But as I was okay. a teenager, I think because Final Fantasy is much more story oriented, and when you're a young girl, that like is not really into books i guess even though like as i'm older there are a lot of fantasy novels i really love um yeah. final fantasy was really great because it was like fantastical it was a video game and it was like story oriented and it also had like some systems and stuff like that but uh yeah that's probably is it my favorite franchise probably yes is it my favorite video game style as a whole probably no but i do yeah. have a lot of like love for like anything final fantasy
0: what was your uh, so what was the first entry that got you your with your introduction to the series as a whole like which so number? my
1: first final fantasy was final fantasy 7 because i had a friend in like i don't know how old i was it was like early 2000s and she lent me her copy of final fantasy 7 for her ps2 so i started at seven which is why i should talk final fantasy 6 a lot because i don't think it's that good because <laughs> <laughs> i never played it growing up and um although my favorite final fantasy is the second one i played was 10. i love final fantasy X. I love yeah, my 10. yeah 10
0: 10 10 is my favorite simply because on top of like all the locations and the story and the characters but it's also that like it's the first one that I played. So like first game syndrome, like, Oh, that's yeah. My there's favorite. a lot of
1: people. They're like, what? So is that your favorite? I was like, no nah, man, it's 10. I'm like, yeah. I'm trying to be objective. And I love final fantasy seven. It's probably my second or third favorite, but 10 is just, I just love the the battle system.
0: Yeah.
1: It like actually like, feels like your actions matter. And you have to think before you have to think before yeah. you play instead of like Zerg things. Like I feel like in the other more sort of ATV orientated ones are.
0: Right. Um, yeah, is my favorite. Um, I I want to say fifteen, maybe second or third. 15, no, oh, good. no, no, oh, yeah, oh, like
1: fifteen. I think I think fifteen was like too many cooks in the kitchen, too much development time. Nobody could settle on anything. The the fifteen is like a beautiful world and like wonderful characters, but that's it. The story is like very incomplete. The music is not my boy Nobuo or my boy. it's like the same person that did kingdom hearts and like she's pretty good but i find it that nothing stands out and nothing like although like somnus is a very pretty song nothing really stands out but i mean i love those bros to death i just like it just wasn't fun to play and like i think if it's a video game that should be its first sort of priority it has to be fun and interesting to play because if it's not like what's the point watch a movie read a book
0: exactly yeah
1: um yeah, I then I have too many people <laughs> for liking that <laughs> game. <of life.
0: laughs> uh, Can you like
1: it? Yes. Is it good? Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. We, could, we interpretation.
0: Um. So I guess have you played seven remake?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I played. I did one run, and then I did a hard mode run.
0: Okay. What did you think of the game overall?
1: Ten out Masterpiece.
0: Yeah. I, it, I, think the, yeah. I
1: think the developers really, really, really understand what makes the game good and why people love the game, and I think they just put so much love and so much respect for the source material. And I think the combat in the gameplay is is like A plus. Oh it's like God. it's like they fixed everything that was wrong about Final Fantasy fifteen and yeah. Final Fantasy seven remake. It's probably oh, yeah. my favorite. Um, it's one of my favorite sort of three D action games. I love how I love how it's sort of tactical where you can sort of pause and think, but it's also tests your like reaction time. And when you do a regular run, it's like, you don't have to really pay attention of bad shit to stand out of. But when you do a hard mode run, you have to pay attention to that a lot more. And it's a little more punishing if you're not um, paying attention to what bosses is doing. Yeah, so, exactly. yeah. I like stuff like that.
0: It's, it's funny. Cause I actually, I had a friend over a couple of days ago and she wanted to see what the game was about. Cause I, I raved over about it. So I was like, it's like oh I'm at max level. Let's try hard mode. I get to the scorpion, and I'll get my ass whooped because I forgot that hard mode shuts off items, and I didn't have a cure material. Equipment. It's like oh I'm fucked.
1: Well, <laughs> well, it doesn't only shut off items; it makes you unable to regenerate MP. So uh... you don't have you have to a be a little more conservative with your uh, the way you spend your mat you you spend your MP and b you can't use items. Um, to be honest, like. Besides the MP and item thing, I think the bosses are better tuned in hard mode. Like they feel more fun. Like you, f- it's feel oh, yeah. more risk reward, right? It's oh, a little absolutely. more challenging. It feels better when you beat a boss. Except yeah. when you beat Rufus, you're like, "Fuck this guy, I hate him." Yeah. I'm just gonna be yeah. the cheesiest p- person. I'm like, got her damn wrong. <laughs> Spam yeah. uh, Cloud's best limit break. I'm like, get out of here, Rufus. I hate yeah. Rufus. To me, yeah. Hell House easy. Hell House hard, but not hard. Rufus actually hard.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, it was just and then I, I grabbed the special edit soundtrack that had like eight CDs on it. Good and... for you.
1: Oh, I want a copy of that. I was like, oh, it's like a it's like it's so expensive and I don't have anything to play it on, but I just wanted to put it up on my like my like little nerd trend back here. Um I do have the Japanese like FF seven Ultimania Guide back there. I don't know if you'd see it, it's like on this side, it's like purple there where my finger's pointing.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I actually I actually got the, uh, I guess they, they revealed the world preview book. So I got that for final fantasy seven remake, but honest to God, it's a nice book. It's got some nice art, but it honestly feels like a glorified, like beef up instruction manual.
1: Oh, really? Is that, was that the Midgar, like Skytree one where it's like, just like small?
0: No, it was actually fairly decent. I think I, after this, I'll show you the book and I'll show you the soundtrack. Cause, um, yeah, it was, it was, Cause I just remember there were just certain moments in that game where you hear the old music that you were sort of grown up to listening to. And then you just hear like when under the rotting pizza came on yeah. and, it, and it hit me it like, Oh my God.
1: <laughs> What's really wonderful is that, um, is that the soundtrack is uh, I don't know if you're ever familiar with like um like dark souls and stuff like that, but um, in particularly the airbuster fight, that is obviously um, those who fight further, but it's very orchestrated. And when the boss changes phases, the music changes and that's very common in like souls games. So if you're slave night, Gale is a three phase fight and yeah. every fighter, the music, every time you, like, phase change, the music is a lot more intense, and it's one of the things that, um, I think the exception is probably, like, Dancing Mad, because it's a progressive rock song, and therefore, like, as the, it's, it's like a 24-minute song, so the, um, composer is able to sort of have sort of a long-form boss fight, and when the boss fight changes, the music is sort of designed to, like, loop differently at a certain point, and Final Fantasy Seven remake does that a lot. Yeah, dynamic
0: Um, music changes, they, they heightened that, especially like, they actually shared an example, like, in, in the first, the bombing mission run, where, you know, you have the same music in the Mako reactor and then it, it just picks it up a bit at the second battle. Yep. In a yep. battle. And then it yep. just goes right back down. It's like, Oh my
1: God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love, uh, I love, uh, so like the avalanche theme, for example, is a piece of new music written for final fantasy seven remake. And you hear it and it's very, very upbeat and happy and like sort of, um, sort of like triumphant and then after the plate falls you hear the same song as you're walking through the ruined upper sector 7 plate and it sounds honestly like something from final fantasy 13 and i think that's because hama Uzu probably composed and like orchestrated it and it just sounds so sad and for the longest time you can't figure out why does this song sound really particularly sad And it's because it's sort of it's the it's the avalanche theme but it's played at like a different um it's played like more like sad and like lonely and you know solemnly i guess solemn is probably the word and it just kind of hits a little different
0: it does yeah did you do i don't know maybe we didn't hear this the fun fact i learned that um so like hamozu he composed you know he composed 13 he composed he did most of seven uh seven remake also and ten well
1: he he because Nobuo Uematsu wrote mo- all of the entire Final Fantasy, the original soundtrack, all of the music, not all of the music, but I would say probably like 90% of the music is just remixes and yeah. like reina- reimagined, like um, what's it called? It's like the, uh, it like plays, oh, rip them, smash them. And it's a, uh, and you don't hear it right away because it sounds like this like starts like some techno club song, but it's actually a remix of Tifa's theme. And as the song picks up you can sort of hear her piano music and it's it's quite it's like you don't expect the song to go that way but yeah. it does yeah Hamuza, he did 13 um and he it, there was like a three team on ten like well, he, he did it, 10 it, and he did Cerberus as well um he
0: actually started as one of the original choir members for one winged angel
1: oh wow, that's pretty based <laughs> that's so he, pretty cool. yeah,
0: yeah so it just very funny to see that evolution from being he's part of a, one of the most like, iconic
1: he has a very certain style like i think i feel like he likes the strings <laughs> he's he always putting violins and stuff in his 13 music. is it's... a
0: great example of that holy yeah smart. 13
1: has a wonderful soundtrack i like final fantasy 13. i'll i'll I die on hill for that I did, game
0: i did too it was good yeah like the first outing of a new generation of consoles it was good I uh. And then thirteen two story was a goddamn mess. It was too much time travel, and then I didn't bother yeah, <laughs>
1: with.
0: But the combat was fun.
1: Yeah, the gameplay of... is what I really like about. Oh yeah,
0: and like... then and then I did not bother with Lightning Return because I tried the demo and the gameplay did not hook me, and I was like.
1: Yeah, I have a copy of it. I've never picked it up, and it's because I have so many. I have so much stuff to do, <laughs> so I have to like How really prioritize what video games I play. Some people are telling me, what did they what do they say? It's it's like Breath of the Wild, but waifu. I was like, what breath of the weeb? And they're like, you're gonna play it. I'm like, I don't I was like, give me one reason why I should drop like near FF 14 World of Warcraft classic to play this game. <laughs> like I need like a couple good reasons. <laughs> and they couldn't give me any so it's not worth my time. <laughs>
0: oh boy. You said Zelda was one of your other favorite franchises, which uh What would your quote unquote baby's first Zelda, what would your, which one got you into the series?
1: So, my favorite Zelda is The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. And I would be willing to argue that that is the best Legend of Zelda, although like there's Link to the Past fanboys that, um, that like my boyfriend, he's a big Link to the Past fanboy. So, I'm like, Ocarina of Time better. I'm like, no, it's not. I love Ocarina of Time. That was my favorite. Breath of the Wild or Wind Waker is probably my second favorite. Um, Wind Waker
0: was my first Zelda. There, yeah. my favorite. <laughs> that's a
1: good. That's a good first Zelda. My yeah. uh, a friend of mine, uh, she's a lot younger than me. And she's like my first was Skyward Sword. I was like, oh, you poor child. She's <laughs> like that game's good. I'm like, no, it isn't. <laughs> it's good, remember, but it's like it's I remember
0: though because like, I got
1: the controls make it.
0: I frustrating. got tur- I got turned off from the entire Zelda series because I thought it was too complicated. Because I got it when I was young. And I got my first console my with the Game Boy Color. And with it, I got Pokemon Blue and Link's Awakening. Oh, I yeah. tried Link's Awakening. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So I was like, this game's too hard. Screw it. And then I was just turned off from Zelda ever since.
1: The, um, the 2D Until Zelda's and the 3D um, Zelda's are different. Zelda, yeah. And um I don't know if you knew this, but Capcom actually does the Game Boy Zelda. So like Link's Awakening and Oracle of Ages, is ages, ages and Seasons are or Capcom Oracle. games. Yeah,
0: I knew they did the Oracle one. I did not know they did Link's Awakening. Huh? Yep. Interesting.
1: Did you play the Switch remaster of Link's Awakening? It's very, very cute and adorable. If you really like Wind Waker style, you should like pick it up and give it a try. I really enjoyed it. It's not very hard. It's you know, especially if you're older now. When you're a kid, everything's hard, and you're older, you're like, I can't believe I thought this stuff was hard.
0: <laughs> Maybe one of these days, I got I got games. I got a playthrough. Like I just I just actually picked up. Because I watched a streamer, a YouTuber, play through um, a little bit of um, Hades, the newest game from Supergiant Games. And I would just...
1: I don't know that developer.
0: <laughs> they've done stuff like uh, Bastion, Transistor. Oh,
1: okay, okay, yeah, yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, and right. I, and everyone was just raving about it. And I was just watching her play through Hades. And I was like, oh, this has to be pretty interesting. But I'm not sure if I would enjoy the game. Is, so it, it, um,
1: is it like Diablo like that sort of isometric top-down dungeon crawler game.
0: Yeah, roguelike kind of, yeah. So I wanted to see if I could try one of their other games, see if I would actually like it. And they actually just shared, I guess for a little while, that they had like an 80% off Steam sale on their past games. So I was able to get Transistor on my Switch for free. And I just started playing it now, and it's actually really interesting. I love the sci-fi kind of like Bioshock-esque art style. Right on.
1: Yeah, I have a friend. I had a friend try and sell me on those games. I was like, I don't even like Diablo. I'm like, Diablo is like dark and moody and dark. I'm like, you can't sell me on like. If you can't sell me on Diablo, how do you expect to sell me on something like this?
0: <laughs> okay, so I don't, like those
1: games. I don't find them fun. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like how they play.
0: <sighs> you don't like the Diablo games, or no? you know,
1: I try- I played Diablo one, played Diablo two. I haven't played Diablo three, and. Other than the aesthetic and the world and the and the Tristram guitar, that is that's like I'm just not a big Diablo fan. Right. I don't I don't find them interesting. <laughs> I'm like I get bored, even though I love the aesthetic.
0: So you said you mentioned you were playing through. You got like Final Fantasy 14 on your current log. You got World of Warcraft Classic. So have you would just have you like played the expansion and then you just reverted back to classic, or you never?
1: I've been playing WoW. Since Burning Crusade. Okay. I have over 365 days clocked in on my Undead Rogue. Ooh. I played a lot of World of Warcraft. And that's hours played, not days played. I wasted a year of my entire life at Azeroth. I played a lot of WoW. I okay. I don't BFA, no desire to play it. I was so disappointed with Legion, even though everybody's like, oh, Legion was good at the end. And I'm like, well, they didn't give your class RNG slice and dice. It's stupid. I don't want to play. I was very disappointed in Warlords of Draenor, and I had no enti- and I had no desire to play Pandas. Even though I came back and I and I my boyfriend, I played through it. Yeah. Um, I I my my wow heyday was from Burning Crusade to Cataclysm. or Bur- yeah Burning Crusade to Cataclysm. So Classic is much closer to my wow heyday than Battle for Azeroth is. But I will probably. Yeah probably play shadowlands there's a lot of like weird issues with shadowlands that's like incomplete and they're releasing at the end of next month so i don't even know if i want to hop in i'm like i don't know i've i i don't have i have like zero faith in Blizzard. they've really they've really taken away what wow used to be although raiding in wow is still really really good it's just all the all sort of the dailies and the um the uh the sort of chores you have to do to be short, sure. yeah save, yeah yeah stay viable it's almost like a mobile game whereas classic wow is just like are you level 60 do you have friends can they run you through dungeons? great can you make these guys <laughs> great you can raid you can see the game and like since everybody has this collective knowledge everybody can see the game like classic is not a hard game like right is not hard nobody's hard in classic
0: right yeah my wow history I started right around the time when Rat the Witch King was about to come out, and then I stayed, stayed through till Cataclysm ended, dropped off, picked it back up for a little while when BFA came out. So I had to I had to like plow through three expansions to get through where I was in BFA, and then I just stopped playing it later on because I just got bored
1: yeah yeah that's the thing right like you kind of like when i played i uh i sort of did everything like i i had my rogue legendary daggers that i got legitimately i did um i had done like all of the content in all of the expansions like other than i've never i've never stepped foot in um vanilla next ramus which is why i'm playing classic because i'm like i want to go to vanilla Mac- next ramus and like kick check that out in the bucket list but i kind <laughs> of did everything i wanted to do and wow i like i like beat the game so after after you get your legendary daggers and they get nerfed in pvp you don't really want to play the game anymore because like you can't want you can't like destroy people in battlegrounds
0: right <laughs> yeah oh
1: my god but uh but yeah and then and then it just blistered i think they just sort of lost their soul and i think they lost their soul probably uh at the end of cataclysm when uh Looking for raid came out, and after that, it's been sort of this weird glorified MMO slash mobile game, and I just don't enjoy it anymore. I am mm. really enjoying FF14 though. The development team is as amazing, and I think they really understand their player base. I've been hearing nothing
0: but good things about FF14. I don't know if I have the time, commitment, or money to invest in another MMO. Maybe one day, but and maybe that's the one I should go into because well, I don't know
1: one thing that's uh that's very different about final fantasy 14 as opposed to world of warcraft is it i would describe it as a single player mmo like it has sort of like a group finder thing so any story any story dungeons you just queue up and get a group for you don't have to like spam and trade chat or like recruit or make friends like i mean you can make friends, but you don't have to um but you follow the main quest and the main quest is like It's like a mainline final fantasy game it's a big story orientated thing and it's um and it's very different and i think like if you if you compare that to wow it's like it's like what do you like more do you like playing with other people making friends or do you like more of a single player sort of experience that and like do you like shitty ugly mouths or do you like cute fat cats like <laughs> they're like, they're like, Far, why are you gonna come right with us? I was like, There, you guys A aren't gonna give me Thunder Fury, B, and there's no fat cat mount. I'm like, why would I play this crappy game? <laughs> Here I am like resubscribed, going, Okay, I'll come to Mountain Car.
0: <laughs> oh my god. So stepping away from your distaste in the current state of wow, uh uh so you made the jump to content creation full time. Um, so you have—I know you got an OnlyFans, and you also have, have a Patreon, correct? That's so right. you got those two streams of income. So, well, I
1: have—I I have more than that. More streams of income than that. More than
0: fair. yeah. You get your well, and your Twitch streams also.
1: More than that. More than, <laughs> okay. All
0: right. <laughs> uh, but so like between. Because OnlyFans has seen a, like a drastic rise in usage for like cosplayer, lewd models, content creators, and whatnot. Um, with you using both of those platforms, like Patreon and OnlyFans, do you kind of have a preference, or?
1: Well, the way I do it is, I actually have I have Gumroad, I have Patreon, I have OnlyFans, I have Twitch. So I actually have four, five, if you count my print shop, but I haven't been able to open that just due to the Rona. And like, you know, but like my like when I was supposed to open again, it was really it took me two months to actually get prints to mail out. And I felt so awful for the people that were kind enough to buy cosplay prints for me because I wasn't able to mail them out two months because of the pandemic. But um, I try and do different things on each platform so that um, so that people have different ways they can support me right for example only fans is only fans is really wonderful because it's very visual it's basically like an instagram feed right and because it's paypal doesn't have anything to do with it you could you know you could post whatever you want you know provided it's like it's not illegal and um so i can post a picture of my butt and not get shadow banned my account removed my account boosted and yeah. people can say oh okay so i can go and see you know because i have a free version of only fans so i could post that stuff to basically funnel it into my other platforms where they can see even more of that stuff for for a fee right but uh yeah only fans is like a it's like a sexy instagram patreon is like all hd photo sets and like cosplay photo shoots like last night i went and shot my Malin cosplay so all the stuff from that will be on patreon gumroad is just like old sets so if you miss a month on patreon you're like oh damn i didn't have any money but i really want wanted that photo set i'm gonna go buy it on gumroad and then twitch is just i just play video games and people come hang out with me and if they so choose they can sub or donate they don't have to though like i'm yeah. i'm just like more than happy to like Hang out on my Twitch stream and chat with people who regularly frequent my social medias, and I think they appreciate it too. Another thing is like with the pandemic, like people, you know, there's a lot of places in, especially the United States, that have completely locked down. Like people are really disencouraged to leave their house, and it really sucks because you you can't go see your friends. And like if exactly, you're stuck inside yeah. all the time, you could just go hang out on Twitch, and somebody will hang out with you, and it's like some sort of social socialness, right? Because like if you're alone, not like, 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 that's not good.
0: Yeah, sadly, I'm deemed an essential worker, so I gotta go to work still.
1: So. Sadly, or well, at least you have a job, right? Like well, you, could, that, you, could, you could, you
0: could, you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could not have a job. That's true. But
1: Yeah, that's the thing. That like, oh, sadly, I'm an essential worker. I was like, you could also be unemployed and like not have any money. Like, yeah, you know, you kind of, you kind of have to. Like, I, I think I would rather be an essential worker than unemployed. Yeah, I just gotta. I like right money.
0: <laughs> that's true. I like money too. Who doesn't like money? <laughs> Um so when it comes to uh creating your outfit, do you have a preference as far as um like do you like sewing more or like armor making or prop making or what kind of aspect you know, of costume do you want the for most? Like
1: almost nine years now, and I used to be like, oh, I'm just gonna paint and make armor, and now I hate it. I would rather sew something. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's way faster. It doesn't make a mess. I don't have dust everywhere. It's like, I don't have to glue things. It's not sewing is much more comfortable to wear. Like I've like when Warbler was really popular I made an entire armor set out of Warbler and I hated it. I hated it. It was Mm. uncomfortable. It didn't look very good. So generally speaking, if I can sew it, I will. Um, A lot of the, another thing I like to do is like I like to cover fabric or cover like foam with fabric. But um, I generally, most of the stuff I do is, sorry, I have a 3D printer too. So um, I feel that you must work smarter, not harder. So I don't do actually a lot of my own prop making anymore. Um, I try and find files or I'll commission a 3D model person to model something for me and I can just print it and put it together because, no, you know, <laughs> I got, I got you, my time is valuable. So, yeah,
0: right. <laughs> um So, in terms of, like, all the Final Fantasy cosplays that you've done, is there... Well, okay, so I'll put it like this. Have you sort of, like, achieved, or do you have, like, a dream cosplay of yours that you have made, or or wanting
1: to make it and maybe this is what you're trying to ask me if you had unlimited time and money what cosplay would you make and i'd say i'd make i'd make whatever cosplay i wanted because like if i want to make it i'll make it time and money aren't a thing right like i don't like i don't believe like i don't believe you need tons of capital to make a good costume like you don't have to spend thousands of dollars to make a good costume. if you if you do want to spend thousands of dollars like all the more power to you but i like i can't i can't imagine spending over a thousand dollars on a cosplay like that's just insane Um,
0: Yeah.
1: So if I want to cosplay something, as long as I feel like I could do a good job and I would be happy with my finished product, I'll make it no matter time and money. Like that Triss cosplay I did earlier this year, um, that was always a cosplay I wanted to do ever since Like I played through The Witcher 3. And I was like, okay, I feel like I could, I feel like I'm at a skill level where I could do a really good job and be happy with it. And not, you know, I don't have to like commission anybody to make anything. You know, I found, I was very lucky to find somebody on Etsy with all the jewelry files that I could 3D print, you know, I found all the applique and yeah, I learned how to hand sew That because that cosplay taught me a lot of hand sewing. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, like, I think, I think like, I think like you just cosplay whatever you want, you know, like time and money, who cares? You want to make that, you make that
0: that's some solid advice some good advice to newbie cosplayers out there that are wanting to get into the hobby
1: well i don't know if that would be my advice if you're just starting out my advice for you just starting out was like choose something within your skill level so that you'll be happy with the finished product and not discouraged and hate it because there's nothing worse than like making something and you hate it and you think it's ugly it's just it's just soul crushing
0: (laughs) yeah like you've mentioned with the um the full warble armor cosplay cockpit yeah, yeah
1: yeah and like even even like f- this is just me personally like i like obviously everybody's different um like i try and pick cosplays that i think i'll look good in like i'm not gonna cosplay um like as much as i love fran from final fantasy 12 i probably won't ever cosplay her because i don't think i'd look i don't a i don't look anything like her i mean like nobody loves but like for me to look like fran it's a real big jump that i don't want to <laughs> take <laughs> So, you know, there's there's like dozens of other wonderful fran cosplayers that I can just like love and praise. I like her. I love her, one of my favorite Final Fantasy characters. Would I cosplay her? Absolutely not, because I don't think I'd look good. And then, you know, if you if yeah. you if you like my Star Gradient Jinx cosplay that I did a few years ago, I thought, oh, I want to make Jinx. I love she's red and she's a canon. And after like seeing myself in the costume, I was like, Oh my God, why didn't anybody tell me I wouldn't be a very good jinx? <laughs> uh, I look at it and I'm just not happy with the way I look. So yeah. it's, and, it, and that's a crappy feeling. Like just not being that
0: happy. is, that what? is. Yeah. Um, is there an outfit that you've made that you are the most proud of? Like at this point in time? Oh,
1: easily my uh, Triss cosplay from yeah. The Witcher 3. Yeah, it's a big dress with a train and it has a plunging neckline and it, yeah, it is has tons a, of, applique.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, I saw the photos. They're absolutely beautiful. Like, holy smokes. Um, was that also the most difficult costway to make or mm-hmm. was there, is there another?
1: Well, well, difficulty, it, like, changes all the time, right? Like, I generally try not to pick projects that I'm going to find really difficult i right. tend to pick things where it's like well what are what are the components of this tris cosplay so a i have to be able to pattern like make a decent pattern i have to be able to sew i have to be able to um do applique and glue stuff i have to be able to braid and i have to be able to um like 3d print and paint um so none of those things were very difficult they just take a lot of time like i think i spent a week and this was before I went full time. I spent a week just gluing appliques on the that Triss cosplay. It took me a week. It probably took me like maybe eight to ten hours to glue everything on. And I always look back on it. I probably should have sewed it on because it's a lot more secure. But um, Taylivi, like next time, next time you do applique, sew it on. You don't glue it. Uh, there's some advice for you. Don't don't glue your applique on unless like you absolutely have to. So Dang. hand sew it on, you'll be happier with it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man.
1: I guess like I guess like another difficult cosplay. Like I talk about I did a giant blood fang armor in entirely warbler. That was difficult. I had never worked, I'd worked with Warble once before and I thought, oh, this is easy. And it wasn't easy and it looked awful. And I hate it. <laughs> I don't have the costume <laughs> anymore. I checked it. And my and my boyfriend was like, Why are you checking blood fang? And I was like, I hate it. It's uncomfortable to wear. I'm never gonna wear it. It's heavy. It's ugly. It's bulky.
0: Yeah, I've got a few cosplays that I haven't worn. I've only worn like once or twice, and I don't feel like I want to put in the work to touch it up and wear it again. So yeah,
1: that's the thing, right? After you wear it often, you'll have to touch stuff up.
0: Yeah, because I think that's something I would have to do with like my Aquaman armor, because all the paint chipping away from yeah. the foam, and then my Wolf donald jinker from starfox um it's fine but it's like there were parts of it that just didn't work out on my end like i tried to mm-hmm. like i tried to make claws but like the gloves that i had, were like long rubber gloves they didn't really stick on the chest plate i had to put over my head it was a pain in the ass to put on and off yeah so it's unfortunate because i i had bought like a lot of stuffer i was definitely more proud of the uh his rifle that i made i had a mod like a nerf gun
1: oh that's cool
0: with with model clay but um no i think my for me my most proud prop would have to be um the way to dawn keyblade that riku has um which i um i carved it completely out of wood oh cool and painted it out yeah. um yeah that's still i got it hanging up in my little living area of my apartment so
1: oh that's awesome yeah oh yeah right on
0: and then i have i have his braveheart key from the third game but uh i don't know it's unfortunate cause, like i wanted to cosplay as his, his third game's outfit and i had bought it mostly but um we I, I did a photo shoot with a fellow cosplayer who i whose work i adored um at new york comic-con but um oh my god so we're walking outside um of the convention center for new york comic-con like going throughout some parts to shoot in and i was in an elevated area like on like a ledge or something and i didn't watch my step and i took a hard fall
1: (laughs) oh no sorry
0: and the pants were done they were Ah. they were like scraped up and ripped and it was just like i was just looking at it and like because also i i misread the sizing when i bought it off of ebay yeah
1: and it's
0: like they were too big so i had to borrow one of my relative's um belt to wrap around my waist to hold it up but then it was just like the pants had a giant hole in them and it's like you know what screw it like i still have his jacket but i just don't see myself again time or money to like Commit to buying another pair.
1: You know what you could do is, um, and I do this a lot because uh, before I went full time. I mean, I've only been full time for a month, so <laughs> I would, uh, I would buy, I would buy a cosplay. Like I bought Tifa's mature dress from the Final Fantasy Seven remake. Didn't yeah. look okay. It looked okay. So. Oh yeah. So what I did was I saved the dress so that if I want to do the cosplay myself and do it to my like to to fit me better and to be more of what I believe an accurate representation of what is in the game, like use a better fabric. Like the fabric is like very cheap and um, it's not very shiny or shimmery. It's like, cause Tifa's dress in that in, in, in ff7 remake the blue one it looks almost like a lingerie inspired so the dress would probably be like maybe a silk or some sort of some sort of like lingerie style fabric and exactly, of course this yeah. one is not because that stuff is really a really hard to sew and b is probably really expensive so i kept the dress to use as a pattern and if you wanted to do the same with your pants like even though there's a hole like you could just like draw around the hole it's okay just well it no in. the
0: thing is i threw away the pants
1: oh no uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's threw
0: I threw them that, away. Oh well.
1: <laughs> oh well, it do be like that sometimes. <laughs> it do
0: be like that sometimes. Um so Twitch streams, you do mainly video games. Um, I only these, do video
1: games. I only- went into just chatting to build like I built I built my Eileen the Crow statue and just ch- chatting and I built a cat tree and just chatting and I just don't understand people. <laughs> i'm like why are you why are people like this so i play video games because people will pop into the chat and we can talk about the video game and yeah. it's nice and wholesome and we kind of keep it a little wholesome rather than just chatting can get a bit lecherous to say the least
0: so mm, I, I i really
1: stream stream video games
0: yeah um and that's been going good
1: i think so yeah i mean i think i think for me um you know i could stream cosplay but to be really honest i would be so distracted by my chat that I wouldn't that I wouldn't oh, yeah. work, I would chat and be I I would look like a little goblin because obviously <laughs> like after I after I leave the podcast I'm gonna go put my hair up, put like my shitty loungewear on because this is a nice hoodie and I don't want to get anything on it. So it's not like me wearing <laughs> on cosplay is not very glamorous. <laughs> uh, so I, I think just that's the case
0: for a lot of people. Yeah
1: that are doing the they're being promoted by twitch to make cosplay and i'm like oh they're so glamorous working on their cosplays it looks so good and everybody's watching they're like wow look at she's working on a cosplay she's so pretty and perfect and i'm like man i can't
0: yeah they a panty yeah. you and your goblin outfit just
1: yeah like- and then, like, i like i like to have <laughs> something on in the background like i've been watching game of thrones as i've been like this whole month has been like work on cosplay and watch game of thrones because really it's- couple okay. years since it ended and i was like i want to watch it like from start to finish in like one chunk and like see what i think on a second watch through and uh yeah and yeah i just i like to work i like, if i was working on cosplay I would be chatting and not working and i wouldn't get anything done and i like yeah. to get so with video games i can play a game it's entertaining it's something i enjoy anyways and people can play with me and hang out and chit chat
0: what goes what goes into selecting a game that you want to stream is it just like something you're in the mood for or like is it, do you sometimes so, like, do like the latest game that comes out or
1: generally speaking um i'll play a game that i know i enjoy because if i don't enjoy it my audience probably won't enjoy it because they'll be like oh because they'll like feel like that i'm not having They'll fun get
0: the it. sense of it yeah
1: yeah so exactly. i want to generally play something that i think i will really like and my audience will like really like to watch me play because like generally when you have a big audience, you can sort of, because they like you, you can probably extrapolate what they would also like. So um, we play, every Friday I'll play Final Fantasy 14 and we're going through the main quest and we're in um, Stormblood right now. So what'll happen is I have a couple chatters that also play and they'll um, hop on and they're in my like, it's, i don't know what it, i call it a battle group because that's what it is in wow and that's the mmo i'm super familiar with but they're my battle group so they can do dungeons with me and we'll we'll do a couple dungeons and you know they'll help me out if i need any help mind you i i really poor at accepting help i'll say i'll do it myself but if it's a dungeon i'll be like hey do you guys want <laughs> or tank so i don't have to wait half an hour in the dps queue <laughs> and you know i'll play with the viewers and the you know the chatters and stuff but um the other, the other two days, we generally try and play like a single player game. So right now we're playing Near Automata. And before that, we did like Golden Sun. So I think um, once I get to the A2 campaign, I'll probably put a poll on Twitter to see what they would like to see me play next. So I'll choose games that I would enjoy playing and see what they would rather see. So yeah. I think we're thinking about Mortal Shell. I'm going to pr- probably put a Final Fantasy VII Remake hard mode run on there. Maybe Banjo-Kazooie because Nier is pretty hard. And I'm like, oh, we should play Banjo-Kazooie. That game is really fun and it's really happy. <laughs> I really yeah. like Banjo-Kazooie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing through the uh, Super Mario 3D All-Star collection. That's been a good trip down memory lane. I, 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 have,
1: I haven't picked it up yet. Um, because a it it's eighty dollars, and like the only game I actually really want to play on there is Mario Sunshine because I have copies of the other two games, and I've never played Mario Sunshine in my life. So
0: Ooh, okay,
1: I didn't have a GameCube. I had a sixty-four, and then I had a PlayStation Two. You
0: gotcha. Know? Yeah, I was sixty-four GameCube, then I jumped to PS Two, and then oh god, two generations ago. Well. No, yeah, it was. Two generations ago, I uh, stuck with... I mainly did most of Nintendo's main console lines since N64 onward, but then I did a 360, and then I did the PS4, and now I got a Switch, and uh, I want to get the digital edition for a PS5 because I've been experimenting with having my current Switch. It's a, it's a light because... When we had the OG Switch before it was taken by my uh, another family member after he moved out, um, he took it. Cause he technically quote unquote bought it. But I was just thinking back to like all the times I played on the OG Switch. It was just like it would just always be in handheld mode. Like I would never really have a desire to like sit in front of a TV and unless it was like Smash Brothers or Mario Kart. But it was just like a lot of the games I played, like Octopath Traveler. Uh, I played through Final Fantasy 9 for the first time. Oh, I did. Final
1: Fantasy IX is an excellent game.
0: Oh, it was. It was. I could see why everyone loved it.
1: Um, It is like, it's the same way as 14 as a Final Fantasy for people who love Final Fantasies. Final Fantasy 9 is also like that. It is an homage to everything that came before it, and it's really great and when you play it as a kid like i think i played it when i was like 15 and like oh yeah you really enjoy it when you're 15 but when you play it when you're older and you're like oh man this game hits different when you're older (laughs) at least that's how i feel
0: yeah i think the only final fantasy i haven't played and don't know if i ever have a desire to play them are aside from the mmos one, two, three, five. And 12. I've tried 12 multiple times and I could not get into it.
1: 12 is good. You have to play 12. I couldn't get if, into if the gameplay. Play. If you ever played the PS2 version, it's harder than the Zodiac Age. So, if difficult, because that game was hard. That game was hard. I always I find it hard. Up. So, Zodiac Age is much easier.
0: I always got stuck on, like, I think the first boss that counted as a summon. Obelius? Yeah, that's what I always got stuck on. And have you when- ever
1: played Final Fantasy Tactics? No, you should play that one too.
0: Okay,
1: that's like that's like a that's like a game. Like I don't care what games you like, that is a game everybody needs to play. It's like if if you um if you like sort of it's very Game of Thronesy. Now that I think about it, it it's really good. But I definitely recommend like of of those games you listed that are worth your time. Final Fantasy Twelve is definitely worth your time.
0: One of these days, I'll try to get it back in. Now it's on the Switch with the Zodiac Age, so.
1: Yeah, timing, I'm, I'm yeah. actually playing playing through that game on the big TV because I I played the original like on PS2 when it first came out and I it was really tough and then I watched like a let's player play through it and a lot of the people are saying that this game is a lot easier than um the original that came out like because Zodiac Age is I believe the international game so there's a yeah. couple changes and I think there's more like end game content and stuff like that you can actually beat Final Fantasy XII um at level one. The same thing with final uh, you can, like beat it at level one so so it just goes to show you that the the difficulty there is sort of weird and artificial because you can do it at level yeah. one you just have to play it correctly right even cheesy right
0: yeah no because i i think that first summon boss belarius was i think they were trying to teach you how to do a quickening or like their form from a limit break I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. There was ah. no, there was no button prompt. There was I was f- online, mostly the instruction manual. Like I couldn't figure it out. So I was just like, I tried it twice. I got stuck in the same spot. I was like, ah, screw this. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Final Fantasy Twelve in Famitsu is rated one of the. I think it's the only Final Fantasy with a forty out of forty rating. On Famitsu. Yeah, that's a Japanese gaming website. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I think I to me, to me, like I did like a tier a Final Fantasy tier ranking ranking list on my birthday stream a couple months ago. And I rated it as A tier. I wanted to give it B tier, but people were or no, no, I wanted I gave it A tier, but people were like saying it was S tier. And I was like, it stands in Final Fantasy X shadow. It can't be S tier. It's like regardless of whether the game is 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 like better or worse, it's like you have to sort of it. it's like Final Fantasy VIII will always be in FF7 shadow, even though I love Final Fantasy VIII. I would die for school he wouldn't die for me because he be, because he's like that but i would he die for him
0: because he doesn't care
1: he don't care he's aloof i i kind of i kind of i get it though <laughs> like i i could be a little bit it so. was
0: interesting because i played it through the psp and i can understand people's gripes about it um i had i had one of those weirdly just like classic like setup where I didn't realize that the final boss was just like a segment of like four fights back to back. And and you play
1: Final Fantasy and you didn't know that? That's like, that's like, that's part of the story, man.
0: (laughs) I know, I know. I don't know why I didn't think about that, but it's just like I was on the verge of dying. I was on the last form, and I guess she had this move where she was like wiping out everyone, like removing them from the party completely. And I, I, you know this is exactly what happened like i down to squall he had his limit break i did it dead i, yeah. I knocked i killed her out and it's like okay all right and then i never played it again
1: the <laughs> <Really laughs> like, about ff8 and they don't do this for anything after it as far as i know is like oh, the monsters scale with your level So if Squall is level 60 and everybody else is level 40, which often happens, um, the monsters will be at level 60. However, you don't actually gain any or very, very little stats with level. So all of your um all of your stats and all of your ability power and stuff like that comes from your junctions so if you can't junction properly then the game is really hard but if you know how to junction the game is really really the
0: cakewalk you can rig it to that you can do yeah yeah.
1: so it's kind of interesting that it it sort of has this sort of built-in challenge run thing to it i've never done a challenge run to ff8 but um it's. I really like it. I really love the story, and I really love uh, the music. FF8 is one of the only. I think it's the only Final Fantasy. Maybe, maybe this is twelve as well. That characters don't have their own theme song. So Squall does not have his own theme song. There is oh, like a. Oh yeah. That no, I Think
0: about it. Yeah, you know, you're right.
1: Not, it's not his theme. Same with Renoa. She has like a theme that might represent her, but she herself does not have Renoa's theme. Whereas like in nine and seven and ten. They all have theme songs. It's very interesting. Yeah,
0: you're right. That is interesting. I did not think about that till just now. Uh, I really, yeah.
1: really love uh, like music and video games. I am not a musician. I don't know shit about reading music. But holy cow, I really there's a lot of. Oh, are you kidding me?
0: Oh god. And, yeah.
1: um, a lot of like big brain stuff that goes into music, and I'm I'm here for it, man. Oh yeah.
0: It. Kingdom Hearts music, Final Fantasy music uh, gets me every. Kingdom
1: everything. Hearts music never really stood out to me, except really? for Udata Hikaru and all her theme songs. Other than that, I wasn't really I think I think for me, like I like Kingdom Hearts 1 and I like Kingdom Hearts 2, but after that, I stopped giving a shit about Kingdom Hearts. I just like <laughs> it,
0: it got too confusing?
1: I was, no, it's not that it got too confusing. I just didn't want to play. I had no investment in the characters. Oh, I, didn't okay. care. I didn't. The gameplay is like Zelda, but it's like Disney and like what do I like about Zelda? It's the dungeons, they don't really have those in Kingdom Hearts. So I don't know. I just really lost interest in Kingdom Hearts. And I like I have friends that just like I ride or die Kingdom Hearts. So I'm like, I didn't even play the third game. I have copies of the third game. I have like a big copy of I have a big like PS4 edition with like all the other the other games that I tried to right, play right. I on hard mode, and I was like, this game is not tuned for hard mode. This is not fun. This is frustrating. <laughs> um yeah i'm not a i'm not a big kingdom hearts fan i'm not (laughs) (laughs) i know the characters and i'm and like and all that but i'm like as for like the as for like where the story of the game is right now i have no idea
0: Uh, okay well here's another interesting question that i just thought of um your thoughts on the trailer that dropped for final fantasy 16
1: so yoshi p is directing that game Yoshi P is the the developer, the guy that saved Final Fantasy 14 from being complete garbage. He took the game from like an under 50% rating
0: yeah. and
1: throughout its like last three expansions has brought it up to like a 90% rating. This guy is doing Final Fantasy 16. I have all the faith in the world that it will be awesome. It a it looks dark. And you yeah, know, oh, I, love no. my, I love my like dark sort of low fantasy. It's mm-hmm. going to be M rated, so hell yeah! <laughs> hell yeah for M rating. And um, it's going to have like a 3D action sort of combat system because the guy that was behind, I think, Devil May Cry 5's combat is is helping with that. I heard so. that
0: Square Enix poached the guy after he left Capcom and, and bought him uh, on. like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah okay,
1: yeah, <laughs> Good for them. smart move. Um, yeah. Devil May Cry, I've never played it. People have been telling me to play it, and I probably will play it at some point. But it's 3D action comedy, and it's fun. So um, I think that fun is super important in games, and I I, th- I have all the faith in the world that'll be really, really good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could I can instantly tell from watching the trailer that um like people had noted afterward that oh like one of the guys, the main guy that was behind FF 14. Cause I could instantly tell from like the facial animation and just how it looked overall. The character
1: designs, right? They're very, they're, they're, they're very much the mm-hmm. designs in the MMO. The other thing is Soken, who does the music in FF14. He's awesome. He's really good, and he's yeah. also doing the music. Like you don't notice it right away, but the minute the the music starts to pick up in the temp- and the choir hits, you're like, oh, this is Soken. <laughs> I can tell by his choirs, his ham.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it'll be really good. I'm looking forward to looking forward to learning more info about it. Yeah,
1: it's nice that they're going back to sort of like a a medieval, like classical fantasy, because like 13 and like uh, 14 and 15 and FF7 remake have been modern, and it's really nice. Not 14. I I meant I meant 15, FF7 remake, and
0: sort of like how 9 was it? How 9 was the return to form when it came out? right when yeah. we were bombarded with six seven and, and eight. eight that's right Being all modern-ish yeah. yeah
1: yeah i uh i i like i think that's really cool and i was saying like before the trailer even dropped i was saying to my boyfriend i was like i bet you it's going to be like a return to something more like final fantasy 9. i mean obviously it's not because final fantasy 9 has this very like light-hearted kitschy look that is very that is very reminiscent of like final fantasies like one to six where they're 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 kind of kitschy and cute and sort of cheesy. Um, this obviously doesn't have any of that, it's just the the fantasy setting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. Very interesting to see how the summons will be play a role in. You know, they were
1: really front and center, and that's really unusual. Like, well, it's unless unless it's like Final Fantasy X. I always thought they were most front and center in Final Fantasy X. In Final Fantasy. 15 They never really feel like summons. I, because like I never, I, 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 the only one I ever saw in battle a lot was Titan. And I was like, I didn't ask Titan to come here. Noctis can fight us in battles. Go away. Yeah. I think
0: I, I think I always saw Rama most of the time because a lot of them were just like, they were, what's the word I'm looking for? Dependent on the setting.
1: Yeah. Where you were fighting conditions for them to show up.
0: Which was odd. Like I, I, rarely saw Shiva. I rarely saw Leviathan mm-hmm. unsettling, and it just. Eh. I I love I love the characters of Fifteen World. They yeah, just, like, yeah. I, really, I, I latched I, on to Prompto like that.
1: Yeah, they, they feel very real and relatable. Did the localization team and the voice actors did a great job of like their their chit chat and stuff like that. I said when it, the trailer was first, like when it was first sort of, um, there was one early, early trailer, like a long time ago where it was Noctis and he was obviously in Alticia, and it had like a Venetian theme. And I said to Kevin, I was like, I bet you this game is gonna be like Romeo and Juliet where both lovers are gonna die at the end. And just because of the venetian setting and uh when when i when i actually played the game i was like i can't believe it was right holy shit i'm like i'm like you can't re. or it was like you can't like reinvent the classics right right i also thought it was funny that i was like it's a road trip for pussy because they're just four boys going on a road trip and then there's hot old cindy and they gotta have a little fun before like <laughs> knocking <into> the <laughs> to the old ball and chain
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah, that was my those are my Final Fantasy. I would
0: movies. I would die for RNA though.
1: Yeah, she's pretty cool.
0: Yeah.
1: I like dragoons. i played Dragoon in FF fourteen, so Dragoons are cool. I think my favorite dragoon is probably Fang. R&A is okay. She ain't got nothing on Fang though.
0: Yeah. Dragons Dra- are, like Dra- are my favorite just because of the whole dragon motif because Kane's my favorite.
1: Well the dragoon, I believe, was like a cavalry thing so it's like a military thing it's not really a dragon thing final fantasy just
0: well, well with the dragon motif like like with the helmets and whatnot oh oh
1: yeah the, the cane yeah 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 he and Kane is like is he the first dragon i actually don't think so i think the one, i don't there think one.
0: so there was, one, think there was one there was one, one two two yeah
1: or maybe not Ooh. two maybe three because two had like a cast of characters and three had job classes. Anyways, I could be wrong, but yeah. Kane, you actually in FF14, you get Kate, you get armor. Like your first set of like level 50 Dragoon armor is just like Kane's. And oh even like the character God. artwork is the Kane pose from the FF4 logo.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. See, that's just. That's why I would play 14, just so that I can be a Dragoon for my entire life. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think I that think the, the thing is like, I find I find the dragoon a little bit, and this is because I come from a world of warcraft background, like early WoW. So maybe I'm just like old and can't understand pressing too many buttons. The the rotation is really wild. But you gotta press a lot of buttons. I have a friend and she does high-end reading as a dragoon. So she gave me her key mind she's like, here, have this. I'm like, oh thank you. Because <laughs> like in WoW, my rogue is like five buttons, maybe. And my dragoon is like double that. There's probably ten buttons. More than 10.
0: Yeah, I would have... My main role... You don't even, I... You're
1: not even king in the DPS meter and you press all these buttons. If, you, if And if I would have known, I would have picked Samurai so I could be king in the DPS meter, but I didn't, I didn't know. I wanted to yeah. be a rogue or a ninja, but the rogue wasn't a starting class. You had to get it at level 10. So by the time I got to level 10, I was like, I'll just stick with the Lancer and be a Dragoon because his Dragoon gang is pretty cool. We got Sid, no. We got Kamari. We got Fang. We got Fang. All right, I'm in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think Our in WoW, okay. my main class was a paladin. Oh, I, yeah. That's I had
1: my boyfriend's main. He
0: loves yeah. his paladin. Yeah. Um, Mage was my second main, and then when I got back into it, and I had to charge through like all the expansions, um, I eventually... I, I mean, I did make a demon hunter. For a Yeah. Time. That was fun but then yeah it's just like i got bored doing I, I, before the update started coming in or like the when end game I portion
1: first played world of warcraft i had a paladin at level 70 i hated it i was stuck really? healing i was so bored um at the beginning of wrath i played a mage i was so bored and then i played a rogue and i was like oh this is actually fun <laughs> this is actually fun i found i found mages and paladins as like a paladin healer and a mage range DPS, I found both to be very boring. So right. that could be just like my experience. I also played a prop pally, but I didn't really like tanking. I didn't like you can't win at the yeah. DPS tank generally if you're playing with good people. And I didn't like the positioning and stuff and i think i was just not a very good player but then i got better and i was like i'm gonna be a rogue (laughs) like i played all the other roles i earned my privilege to play like the melee dps class that you know you don't get a lot of them in raids it's a special raid spot special people
0: (laughs) yeah way back when i first started i actually was a hunter and then i stopped because I didn't understand DPS at the time, or yeah. like I didn't understand how to like improve my DPS, or, like rotation and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I just abandoned my hunter. I tried a warlock, abandoned him. Tried shaman, abandoned. What else did I try? Tried a death knight. I abandoned it.
1: Oh, really? Death Knight's like a plate rogue. I remember how overpowered they were at the beginning of Wrath. I like didn't level my rogue. I like leveled a Death Knight. And there were so many that like I didn't have a raid spot. So they're like, oh, you have to level another character. I was like, shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so how is cosplay up in Canada like compared to the US? Like in terms of like because I know I know you have a like you have your group of cosplay friends that you hang out with or talk with every now and then. So how I guess how is the hobby like over there compared to what it is over here?
1: So the thing you have to remember about Canada, Canada, the entire population of Canada is less than the entire population of California. So there's not, there's not a lot of people in Canada. And um, so finding, finding cosplayers, like there's really two places. There's Toronto and there's Vancouver and I'm in Vancouver. So, there's just not there's just not a lot of people. And the thing with Vancouver, I think that the general scene is a lot younger. Like I'm 32. so and I think the average cosplay in Vancouver is probably their 20s maybe like like from like 18 to like 22. And then what happens is, is because there's no real room to grow in Vancouver if you want to sort of build your following, make more friends, make connections, you have to go to the States. And if that's your goal and you never meet those goals, you're probably not going to keep cosplay, right? You're probably going to, you know, do it for a few years and then realize, oh, I'm not getting anywhere with this. I, you know, I'm not... I'm like depending on your goals as a person right like I would think that most people who do it probably want to to attain some level of notoriety and to do that you need to sort of network and go go work with other people and it's really hard to do that here because we don't have the people so um right i have a very small group of friends and i even find with them like i love them dearly but with the pandemic they're just like a a one of the one is like so busy with school and stuff like that she like the, she doesn't have time to breathe so she's not really making cosplay and other people just aren't motivated you know because there's no conventions like i like my no. motivation, i like to make stuff and i like to make cosplay i could give two shits about conventions other than i'd love to see my friends and and right. like hang out but inter- that doesn't motivate me to make cosplay Um, so yeah, Canada, it's a lot smaller. It's a lot, uh, it's, there's not, there's a very low ceiling in terms of like growth and, and that sort of thing. So if you want to like get anywhere and make more cosplay friends, you have to go to the States. So and you guys just party way harder than we do. American conventions are way better than Canadian <laughs> ones. Like we're boring up here. Like there's like a Robin Williams bit where he talks about Canada's like a grumpy old couple un- uh, uh, above like a like a like a party in an apartment building and they're like, "Ah, oh, keep it down, eh?" And it's very true it, <laughs> as in terms of anime conventions. Um, especially like the California ones. Like you guys, holy cow. It was like nobody had anime ever- revolution day drinks but everybody at AX I'm sure day drinks.
0: I believe it, yeah. Yeah, I'm based over on the East Coast so I've yet to have been on a West Coast con.
1: I, I I see it this way, I've done both. The West Coast are like the hoes and like the sexy cosplayers. The East Coast people are like the crafts people and like A game, actual, actual cosplayers. Not to say that if you're a loo girl, you're not a cosplayer, but you know, you're not going to be, or you might, most of them aren't going to be building like the crazy sort of ball gowns and and Sakizo outfits that you still you'll see at Katsucon. It's a very different crowd,
0: yeah. So, you've been, um, to,
1: I think, you've, you've been, been yep, yeah. yep, yep. I like CatsuCon because I like how everybody brings their best work, and it's so cool that's, to see. That's it. How like, I- this is how this is the level i gotta be on i gotta get home and make better cosplay so i can be as good as a lot of these people because like that's how i
0: always view cats this is the con where everyone brings their a-game and i think i think in partly it's because of the gay lords the
1: location yeah the
0: scenery is just like perfect just either outside or even inside near the gazebo or like the like weird like park that's inside the hotel it's nuts
1: Yeah, there's like, at least when I had been going to Kwan, I'm obviously, obviously it's supposedly going for 2021. But if I was a betting woman, I would bet that it's going to get canceled. I'm not a betting woman. So we'll see. Um, Yeah, I always pick cosplays based on the location. So uh, when I go, I, I will think, okay, what can I shoot at this convention that fits the character? And those are the cosplays I'll bring.
0: Right. So would you say that Cassie was your favorite US convention you've been to or yeah, is that
1: no, my favorite US convention I've been to is BlizzCon.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah.
1: BlizzCon is really good. I didn't go last year because I because just with blizzards like Hong Kong BS and like all like the right all their all their like little controversies. I'm like I don't I'm I don't want to go. I'm like, I don't want to give them any more money. <laughs> like right. they don't need I'll spend my money. Um, I wanted to go to Final Fantasy Fan Fest uh, this year, but of course that got canceled. Um, but I told I told my boyfriend I was like, "We're gonna go one of these years. I'm gonna cosplay the fat cat, and we're gonna go." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks really fun. It looks like they party there, and like the the one I think it's Yoshi P. He's always in a he's always in a costume. Like I think the other year he was Fan Grid from from Shadowbringers, so he had, like, a gunblade and everything. I was like, yeah, that's a sick cosplay. <laughs> what are you
0: <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I've got a... i have got uh I actually bought tickets to, I guess, one of the Distant World Final Fantasy concerts that oh, they yeah, doing. Yeah. They're doing one all on FF7 Remake. Oh, cool. It's on the last day of January next year, and I'm just looking at it, and I'm just... Because I already saw that some dates have been postponed or canceled, and
1: I'm just looking at it like please it probably please. would depend on the state it's in right like a place like california it would probably be a no-go but if it was in texas you know maybe you might get to go with social distance
0: in, it's in boston
1: boston okay i don't i don't know anything about boston i okay. always wanted to visit boston that's on my like american checklist of cities to see i think boston would be really cool the cons in boston are always
0: fun like i actually packed these the main one that i go to i've been to a lot that was actually my first convention and it's always fun. The convention center itself is really nice. Um, I got to go there in media for the first time this year do do? for my podcast. And it was obviously one of the best experiences I ever had. Because like, com- I got to go all four days. And like comparing that to New York Comic Con, which I went all three out of four days, it was mainly because I couldn't find my friends at NYCC that I had such a shitty time. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, for pack seats, like, I got to hang out with some friends, but then I got to see, like, so much more, like, some interviews, uh, interviewed a couple of cosplayers that were there for the show, and, yeah, it's like, it's like you said earlier, it was like, you could not give a shit about conventions only just to go see your friends, because that's really what makes all the difference.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. I I have so many American friends, like. It's great, and then and you know they visit like they we come see them, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's the Canadian girls! They're here!" It's like, "Oh yeah, we're here." <laughs> yeah, it's like one day we'll smuggle some timbits on the plane. One day.
0: One day. Yeah, I, just the way we're handling the pandemic right now, I don't see conventions opening up. Next yeah, week. like
1: I said, it, it like because American politics are just all over... like I get ads to vote okay and i'm not even american yeah and i'm like why am i seeing this crap i'm like i like i don't care <laughs> i'm canadian I um, so it would depend like from what i'm seeing it's state by state so some states are a little more uh totalitarian about it we'll say and other states are like eh. like i think i feel like texas is very chill like they're mostly back to normal and then like some places like california are still locked down at least where i am um it's pretty much open. There's like mandatory masks everywhere. I mean, like sure. obviously if you're outside on the road and you're walking, you don't have to wear a mask. But if you're in a mall, uh, all our transit is mask mandatory, and tons of tons of stores are mask mandatory. And I think our bars and staff and stuff aren't allowed to serve alcohol past 10 p.m. because all the young people were getting a little too litty and spiking <laughs> our faces. So they're like, "No more fun. We got to close the bars, boys." Yeah, uh, I think up here
0: yeah from what i've heard and seen like our state has a pretty good handle on the whole thing but like some places don't do dine-in some do do dine-in but i mean when i'm not going to work i'm just in my house unless i have to go get groceries or if i'm in the mood for takeout and i just get it delivered
1: yeah yeah i don't know I i can't i like i like to wear a mask and like to go outside i'm like it's like it's like the thing you've noticed about being in the house for like a month working from home it's like going outside and just even going to get a coffee from starbucks is like so good for your brain because you're talking to an actual person you're not just like sitting oh yeah watching like people kill each other on game of thrones like that's not like doing that all the time is a dog for your brain
0: constantly watching the same youtube videos over and over because they still make me laugh and they still make me the laugh. <laughs> world on fire yeah that's what i've been doing that's good and an occasional phone call with friends that, that helps a lot
1: yeah yeah, I think that's why streaming has been so good for me and I've been so consistent with it because like it's a fun social interaction because like I've barely yeah. been able to see my friends. Yeah. Uh, and like Canadian Thanksgiving is in 2 weeks and they're thinking that they're not gonna they're gonna say, "Hey, there's no more than six people in a household together and those are your six crew." So, my my parents don't live in the city like they live up in the boonies of northern british columbia so i was just there in september so i'm not probably going to go back until christmas so can we always go to kevin's parents for thanksgiving kevin's my boyfriend and um i his parents are older and like all they're fed is like like the the news and if the news says you can only have six people over they might not want to do thanksgiving which is i think is super sad yeah so what can you do though i said i'd make thanksgiving
0: <laughs> right uh, yeah I have no idea what my family's plans are. this is a whole a whole mess of drama that I don't want to get into. oh my God on that note uh let me take a little peek here unless there's anything else you want to talk about or mention as far as like cosplay or like being a content creator or like advice you want to give
1: unless you got questions for me. <laughs>
0: No, I, I'm just looking at my little list of things that I wrote down as far as like research was concerned. Um, yeah, your are only fans taking off. You're doing well with your Patreon. You got all your sets on gum road. I love seeing your outfits and in your work. Uh, your Quistus photos, spicy and not spicy. They're really, good.
1: Oh, thank you. They're really good.
0: And, uh, yeah, I guess we could wrap it up here. Um, yeah. Just sure. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me. And if yeah, if uh hopefully our paths will cross and we'll get to meet in real life when conventions are a thing again. Um, I definitely want to hit up con again one of these days. Um, if they want to follow your work, Maru, where do they go?
1: So you can follow me on Instagram at MaruWins. You can follow me on Twitter at MaruWins. You could. Check out my Twitch stream at Maru Wentz. It's easy. It's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. You could find one, you can find the other. I'm pretty good at linking stuff back. So, right. even if you just find me on one, you can find me on the other.
0: <laughs> all right. And you guys can follow me on um, Lightning Palace blog on Instagram, the Cosplay Bites Facebook page um and then listen to the show on your favorite podcasting platform and with that i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and getting to learn a little bit more about maru and watching us fangirl over final fantasy and uh yeah just stay tuned for the next episode and we'll talk to you guys soon bye thank you for listening to today's episode if you enjoyed it please feel free to leave a review and feedback. You can also support the show through Anchor's listener support or on my Patreon, patreon.com slash lightningpalace. For more cosplay news and coverage, visit the Lightning Palace on Blogspot and follow Lightning Palace on Twitter and Instagram. See you all next time!